It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's go straight to Troy Luff, who's been waiting on the line. Uh, last night, we sent numerous text messages back and forward. Steve-O wasn't all that happy with a couple of things that unfolded last night. But uh, Luffy was ecstatic. The Cats got the job done against GWS. <laughs> Luffy, good morning, mate. Morning, Stephen Butes. Well, I was certainly correct with what my text messages were to you. I think at the time it was only about eight, nine points difference, and I just said I'm just waiting for the Cats to run away with this, and that is exactly what they did. They just ran away with it in the end, and they slowed down a bit in the last quarter, which you do when you know you've won the game and you've got a big game to worry about next week. And you know, but all credit to the Giants. They they finished off the year so well. There was at one stage they never looked like they were any chance of making the finals, mm. and and they did well in the end, you know, to win the first final and get into a semi. Luffy, I, you know, obviously we'll talk about the game, but I want to talk about Toby Green and his incident uh, that which led to his suspension. I'd like to get your thoughts because, you know, this is your, um, your sport. But for me, I think it's a massive disappointment to not only himself, but his teammates. He had every chance to step around that uh, umpire, but decided to walk straight through him and basically put his side's season, I don't know, I just question how or why, what he was thinking at the time because um, I just think it was absolutely D-U-M or D-U-M-B. You'd have to be pretty dumb not to know how to spell dumb, wouldn't you? Yeah, correct. That's like that Homer Simpson segment. Oh, Butes, that is unbelievable. Let's go. Radio gold. Yeah, but look, let's get Luffy's I mean, thoughts. It was it was an absolute idiotic act. Now everyone knows in any sport, it doesn't matter what sport you play, you do not touch the umpire. You know, you abuse umpire, you get penalised. You touch an umpire, and the penalty is going to be great. And yeah, you know, three weeks I thought was actually quite quite a let off for him. That yep. it was he looked at the umpire, he deliberately brushed past him, pushed his shoulder into the umpire. And the umpire looked absolutely shocked, as you would have seen in the footage. And mm-hmm. I think the AFL called for six weeks. And I, and I don't disagree with that, especially with the record that he has. He yes. He's at the tribunal more often than anyone. And I just think it it's selfish. And it has it, it did. It cost the, the side a chance to beat Geelong last night because having him out um, and with yep. some of the injuries they had, but... That, that's a deliberate act, is taking yourself out of the side by doing such a stupid act. And to even think, you know, he, he thought that he was going to get out of it. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, and as you guys know, uh, Jess, Jesse Hogan went out too. And, like, you know, he's one of their keys in the forward line. I think uh, the other green, uh, who's been a fantastic midfielder for the Giants, he missed last night's game as well. So severely undermanned. And uh, I saw afterwards Leon Cameron didn't want to blame any of that. I, I just think, Luffy, it's a real shame both Sydney teams played each other because the Swans, they really should have won in Launceston last week in that final quarter. Oh, the last quarter was, for a supporter, was so frustrating. First, it, it was a very tight game all the way through. The, the, the lead went up and down and, and was shared between both the Swans and GWS. And then come the last quarter, the Swans absolutely... You couldn't have dominated a quarter any more than the Swans than to kick 
two goals seven to just one behind showed the domination the inside fifties. But first it was Tom, um, it was Hickey having a shot for goal, and you're like, oh, he's going to kick this thirty metres out directly in front, miss. James Bell has a shot from goal twenty five metres out directly in front, miss. Um, Wicks gets through the pack, runs into an open goal, misses. It's just. It was just constant, and everyone was pulling their hair out. It, like yeah. they should have won that and won that easy. It was just so frustrating. And then to come up against Geelong, a side that they have got a great record against, beat them earlier this year, um, they they would have had a chance then to go onto the prelim. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Yeah, I've never seen so many posts being hit in a game like that at such a crucial point. I thought that was it was very dramatic. I thought it made for a good spectators it, it, it game. It was, <laughs> yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, it was intense. But let's have a look at tonight's game. I mean, the Lions versus the Bulldogs. What's your thoughts on tonight's Luffy? Oh, it's up at the Gabba, and they're going to have well, it, it holds forty-two thousand people, and, and if they get that, which I, I reckon they probably will, because they've been starved of having full crowds, you know other than earlier in the year, even the Gold Coast and Brisbane, when they've gone into their snap lockdowns, you know, they've, they've had to reduce the crowd. They slowly build it back up, slowly build it back up. So it's full capacity tonight. Now, the Bulldogs, their forward line has been outstanding this year. Um, guys like Aaron Norton and, and um, Waitman have just been fantastic. Waitman's only played, I think, 20-odd games, and he's the, the ideal small forward. Aaron Norton's been good. He's taken some good grabs. Um, but at the other end of the ground, I think Joey Danaher's form this year has has been a bit up and down, but it's been really good the last three or four weeks. And they'll need him to fire because obviously they're, they're missing a couple of forwards through injury. Uh, Charlie Cameron last week was sensational. So it's really, if you look at it, it's a battle of the tall forwards and the small. So you've got Charlie Cameron and Waitman for the Bulldogs. You've got Danaher and, and maybe Big English up there. Um, for the Bulldogs, so it, it's going to be tight. And, of course, we all know how good the, the Bulldogs midfield is. You know, with Bontempelli, he's, he's fantastic. McRae averages 30-odd touches, touches a game. So, look, it's going to be a great game. And, and as much as Brisbane will start favourites, I think it's going to be a lot tighter than what people think. Luffy, I do want to talk about last night's game, and in particular the efforts of Tom Hawkins. Uh, five goals last night, was outstanding, and led the way for the Cats. Well, if you have, as a forward... It's not just kicking five goals. He also had 19 or 20 possessions uh, mm-hmm. as well. Eight marks. He created... A, what about one of his hit-outs? Like, it was a ball up at, at the top of the square and he just bodied the other ruckman, palmed it off to Isaac Smith, who ran into an open goal. So, a, it's not just... He was just outstanding for everything he did. And, and the other thing that he does, he creates opportunities for players around him because... They do kick it to him a lot, and if it is spoiled, other players are getting in and under, and and that's what um, what um, Brad Scott was saying about Radagalia was that he only had a handful of possessions, kicked a goal or two, but having mm-hmm. that third tall made it really tough for the Giants because that meant that Phil Davis had to play man on man, Nick Haynes had to play more man on man, and obviously Jerry, Jeremy Cameron had a couple of different opponents, so. Yep. It made it really tough, and and their, their forward line was outstanding. Like Gary Rowan, who hasn't got a great record in finals, kicked a couple of goals, had a much better game. Whereas at the other end of the ground, the GWS forward line it was it was non-functional. They just they didn't have a, a target. I think Lloyd had one or two touches for the whole game, kicked a goal. Obviously missing Toby Green as well. It it, it just wasn't functional. Yeah, Luffy, but um, this whole conversation is superfluous because next week. 
I'm making a bold prediction. Mm. Uh, Melbourne beat the Cats by about six or seven goals and storm into their first grand final. And uh, I tell you, I would absolutely love that. How long between drinks for the Melbourne Demons? Uh, how do you see that game next week? <laughs> yeah, it, I, I would love to see Melbourne into the grand final. And you know, the, the last time they played in the grand final, they got belted by nearly 20 goals. I think it was... I think it was Essendon, maybe 2000. If you have a look at the stats. Yes. You get on the computer. I actually went down to that game, Luffy. I was down there for that. <laughs> oh, really? People were, you know what happened? I'll tell you what. Funny story, but we had eight people go down. We only had two tickets to the grand final, so we had to go in quarter by quarter. But people were leaving People were leaving at quarter time because the Demons were getting absolutely flogged. So you could just get the pass outs from people and get in there. Um, but, yeah, that was their last time. It was, it was the year 2000. You got it. It was a flogging because I was actually in Bali watching it. Um, strangely mm. enough, I was in Bali um, watching the games uh, at the the Hyatt Resort in Sanua. Um, I was watching it there, and yeah, it was it was. A, and I actually stopped watching because it, it got boring after a while. But but for Melbourne to to make the grand final, it, it would be fantastic. And like I'm a football supporter, you know, obviously a Swan supporter. I do like Geelong. I'm a bit of a Geelong fan uh, when it's not the Swans playing, but at the same time, I'd love to see Melbourne in there. They've they've, they've mm. done it tough, you know. From a team that were on the bottom of the ladder only a half a dozen or so years ago, Paul Ruse came to the the team. He, he created a great spirit amongst the players. He's handed it off now to Goodwin, and he's done a great job. And I think that they've been challenged a lot this year, and they've stood up. So I, I really do think it'd be fantastic for the whole game to have Melbourne in the grand final next week. Yeah. Luffy, uh, two, two final questions for you. Uh, give us your thoughts on Joel Selwood, who broke the Cats' all-time record. And what about Big Mummy? Shane Mumford, uh, they didn't cheer him off last night, so does that mean it's... Well, how could they? <laughs> yeah, look, correct. Look at the size of it. But what, what a colossus. What a battering ram. And last night, I tell you, if that's his last game... Wow. You know, he just threw himself into absolutely everything and did all he could for the Giants to get over the line. Uh, so your thoughts on Mumford and also Joel Selwood? Yeah, well, firstly, Joel Selwood, it was... I mean, he's just been a, a dogged player throughout his whole career. He just gets in and under. He's, he's not the, the fancy... Paddy Dangerfield-type player. You know, he's, he's like a, a Paul Kelly was at the Swans. You know, he just gets in and gets the hard ball. And he's, he's been there through everything with the Cats. And, and it was great that Corey Enright, who did hold the record uh, before it was broken last night, he came out and helped chair him off the ground. I thought that was a really nice touch. Mm. So, you know, well, yeah. and, and, and there's no doubt that Selwood will keep, keep going. You know, he should keep playing. Um, as far as Shane Mumford goes, look, he's 35 years old. <laughs> Um, he, to be honest, he had a great year. He really did have one of his better years. But what he did was he only played a couple of games at a time, had a rest, played a couple of games at a time, had a rest. And and even last night, I thought he was really good, put in a great effort. And I think you could tell that when the ball was bounced for the last time and the siren went, you could tell by his face that I think that was going to be it. You know, there was no announcement, no one said anything, but by the reaction of the players that were coming up to Mumford, giving him a bit of a hug, I wouldn't have been surprised if he did say something after the game or even before the game to say, this is going to be my last game. And well done to him. And the other one you've got to talk about too is is Phil Davis. You know, he, he battled to get a game mm. this year towards the end of the yeah. season. He's... He's 31 as well. He's, you know, he is. He's certainly part of the heart and soul of the Giants. But, you know, is he going to struggle now? Will, will he maybe think about that this might be my last year? So we'll have to wait and see. 
Uh, just going to the records, uh, the last time the D's won a grand final, 1964. Mm. Uh, I tell you, I would love that. I would love to see a club like that. Uh, that that's the beauty of the AFL finals for me, is the fact that you've got a lot of teams that haven't won for a long time. So well, that, we, that's, once that's the, the longest now. That's the longest um, drought <coughs> for a grand. The Swans used to have it. Uh, until yeah. they broke it back in 2005, and now Melbourne and then St Kilda is after them. Their last one and one and only was 1966. I've, I've got another bold prediction. After seeing what the Giants have done this year and seeing some of the kids roll into their system, I, I feel like a flag is not too far away for them either, Luffy. Uh, just your thoughts on that before we wind this up? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say... <laughs> I mean, look, they... they they need to get some forwards. That's what they need. They don't have, without Jeremy Cameron, Finlayson is too inconsistent. They haven't got a key forward. When Jeremy Cameron was in the side, I would agree with you, yes. But without, without a key forward that's consistent and kicking goals, they, I just can't see them being a premiership side. A final side, yes, but not a premiership fight. And, and the other thing, too, is with Phil Davis, if he does leave... Taylor, you know, he's had a great year. He was well beaten last night. He only had five possessions. They also need another key defender as well. Their, their midfield's great. Cornelio was, you know, as much as he was average last night, he's been great. Kelly signed for the rest of his, his career. So, you know, they're not far off. But yeah, the other thing, too, is Kellen Ward. He's only got another couple of years left as well. So, you know, they, they're they there, Steve, but they need, a, they need probably one in each, I, I guess, zone of a good player. <laughs> Yeah, Luffy, uh, outstanding job. Fact, it's why he's the best analyst in the business yeah. and why he deserves, once we come out of lockdown, if we ever come out of lockdown, it's why Luffy deserves a relaxing five-star resort, put his feet up overlooking the ocean, yeah, yeah. Uh, spa bath, uh, maybe where you can have three or four families in the one apartment can because, I come? because they're so luxurious and spacious at Star of the Star Sea. Star of the Sea, yeah. We'll make that happen. Well, it may not be a weekend. It might be a midweek. We might have to do a midweek, mate. You'll have to take the week off work or something. Oh, but we'll make geez, it happen. Mate, it's a beautiful spot. You can't sacrifice one weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. There's, there's probably other 30 other owners that are keen to get some money. It's been pretty quiet yeah, over the last couple of months. Let's tell this story off the air. Great job, Luffy. We'll